0: open your bibles to romans chapter 12 verse 1 this is week 9 in this series on keys to being sensitive or keys to sensitivity to the holy spirit we live our life sensitive to his leading you know the bible talks about he 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 leads us he he moves our reins. It, it says it in different scriptures it, in the Old Testament. And if you understand horses, which I don't, but I've read a little bit about a horse that is rein trained. See, a horse that's not rein trained has a bit in his mouth, and you pull and it you know you pull on the rein and it takes him a different way. But you can literally rein train a horse to where you don't have to pull on that at all. You just move that, just that little strap, just a little bit. Put a little pressure here and they'll start moving this way. They're completely rein trained. And that's what we're talking about. That the Holy Spirit, because see, the Holy Spirit does not put a bit in your mouth and, and pull you one direction or another. Nope, he's a gentleman. He never drives you, he always leads you. So that's why you want to be very sensitive. We started out this series by saying, literally, you have to yield to him. And if you haven't heard these messages, or if you've only heard them a few times, go back and outline them, because they'll help you. As you peer into the word, you must gain revelation knowledge of it. Head knowledge won't get you very far at all, but heart knowledge will get you all the way, right? So you have to yield to the Holy Spirit. That means, that means I'm, I'm literally yielded to him all the time. So I'm not looking at a situation going, okay, well, I like that, so yeah, I'll yield to that, but boy, I really don't like this, so I'm not going to yield to this. No, no, you settle it in your mind that I live my life completely yielded to him. If he says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, then you'll never hear coming out of my mouth I can't do something, right? Now, now my flesh will want to, right? Because people will do this, they'll, they'll be like, well, I'm just being real, pastor. Yet you are, you're being real carnal. And it will produce real death in your life, right? So, so we have to watch and yield ourselves. That's a big part of being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, But then we must be open. We have to be open to him. Again, very similar, but just a little different. Being open to do whatever he wants us to do. So many Christians get get in a ditch because there's something that maybe scares them a little bit. And they're not willing to step when he says step. They're not open to it. And that could be forgiving somebody who has drastically hurt them. Right? Do you realize there are Christians that are paralyzed in their walk with God because of parents that are not even on the earth anymore? They've already passed from the earth, but there's so much bitterness that they're still stuck here. Right? You know, I, I, I think of a great story. Now, you know, our, our worship pastor, Mark Mason, his dear mom, man, I'll tell you, she moved, she moved back to Nebraska. And when she first moved back to Nebraska, uh, Mark invited me to go to a Husker game with him and his mom. And so Mark was sitting here, then his mom, and then there was me. And uh, during the game, you know, she said a few colorful adjectives, you know, and, and things and, and all this stuff. And, and, and what, it was, what was so funny, the Holy Spirit just stirred her with me. And she just connected with me. She's like, man, that pastor didn't even flinch when I said that. And he was so nice. Well, the Lord put us together. So she actually started coming to church. And I'll never forget, we were at Kiewit Middle School. You would laugh you remember those services, right? I'm over here preaching, and it has like this sunlight thing, and there's this big pit where people could sit, and on the other side of the pit was where all the people sat. It was hilarious. So and I'm preaching, and after the service is over, you know, she was standing over by the door, and, you know, uh, Pastor Mark was talking to people, and, and we were all talking to people, and I just, I, I just kept looking at her and she just looked so distraught. She was distraught during the service, so distraught. So I walked over to her and I said, hey, what, how are you doing? And she goes, she goes, Pastor, she says, I'm going to, I'll burn in hell. She goes, there's no way I could be saved because I will not, I will not ever forgive my mom and dad. I hate them. I hate them with everything that's within me, right? Now, Pastor Mark wouldn't mind me telling you this story. As a young teenage girl, her mom stood there while the dad raped her and abused her. And she's like, I, I mean, you could see it. I hate him. I hate him. I will never forgive them. And I can't be saved. And so I said to her, I said, well, I go, let's look at that. I said, this is what the Bible says about getting saved. It says that you must believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And I go, you know, you've been coming long enough. I go, I think you believe that, don't you? And she goes, oh, absolutely, I know that. Yeah, absolutely, I believe that. I said, I go, you're halfway there. I said, the only other thing it says that you need to do is just make a decision And confess him as your Lord. It doesn't say that if you believe God raised him from the dead. And you forgive your parents. And then you confess, right? It doesn't say that. Because I'm looking at this dear sweet lady. Years later she was up in age. And I mean it was so real it was as if it just happened to her that day. And, and, And I saw her eyes. She just went. Really? I go, I go, why don't we forget about the forgiveness thing? Because see, for a non-believer, they don't have to forgive everybody. They have no ability to do that, do they? So I said, why don't we just put the forgiveness of your parents, let's just forget that. Because, because God loves you, and let's just, let's receive Christ. And she goes, Are you, seriously? She goes, oh, I, yeah. And I'm like, I go, you could be eternally secure. She had been diagnosed with cancer, right? And, and, uh, and so she's like, I could be saved. I said, absolutely. So she got born again that night. Do you know, it wasn't very many months she came up to me after church and she goes, pastor, I have to tell you something. I completely forgive my mom and dad. Isn't that amazing? In other words, because I told her, I said, you know, the Lord will help you. He'll, uh, He'll help walk you through this whole thing. Now, you're a believer here tonight. It's the same thing. But for you, literally, God says, he commands us to walk in love and to forgive. But for us, it's different because we have the love of, bro- of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost in other words whatever he has told us to do literally it enables us to do it because he's just he, he's not unfair so whatever so you gotta just be open do you know that it's impossible for God to have you do something that would hurt you ever tithing is a great example Everybody, or, or most people, when, they, when the Lord starts dealing with them on this, if they tithe, they can't meet certain financial obligations, so it tilts them. But everyone who steps out of the boat on that and just starts honoring God in their finances, man, God just shows up. I remember this family uh, at this church, the church that I met Jeanette at, and I had a college and career ministry, and there was this young couple And, uh, just, you know, I was friends with them and, uh, we'd get together and one night, man, they were talking about tithing. The Lord had really been dealing with them and they're like, you know, we have three little kids and, and if we tithe, we're not going to be able to make our bills and all this stuff. And, and, you know, and so just minister to them about what the word said and all this stuff. And, and at the end of it, you know, I just said, just take that to the Lord. And man, it wasn't very much longer that they came to me and said, you know what? We're doing this. We're just going to do it. We know, we know that it's what God would want us to do. We believe that his word is true. How did they get to that point? Because they were meditating on scriptures, right? So literally, the biggest thing they were concerned about is if they tithed, that would literally take their food, a lot of their food budget, and they had kids, Right. So the first Sunday that they brought their tithe and they're just like, you know, okay, we're living paycheck to paycheck, Southern California. It's not the cheapest place in the world to live. Right. And, uh, you know, we have friends there that have a two bedroom apartment and uh, they live where I used to live. They're old apartments now, but they only pay twenty five hundred dollars a month for a two bedroom apartment. That's old. Only. Only. I keep telling them, D- dude, move to Nebraska, right? You'll lay on more beaches because you'll, you'll have the money to go, right? But, but literally on Sunday, they tithed Sunday morning. And when they got home from church, they had all these bags of groceries that were there that somebody had dropped off. I mean, more than enough. And it was all kinds of stuff that they bought. I mean, it was as if they had their grocery list. It was really funny. And you know, God would always show up strong. So this yielding and being open, I'm telling you, it's a key to sensitivity to the Holy Spirit because if you don't yield and if you're not open, you will dull yourself spiritually to where you're not going to be as sensitive to him because you're living out of your flesh. Then we talked about this third aspect. You've got to maintain a clear conscience. In other words, you, you, this is what this means. You live your life letting nothing bother you. Right? Now, as I'm standing before you today, there are some things in my life that would have the potential of bothering me. Right? Right? But I've learned how to take all those things and once and for all cast them on the Lord. And if you were to ask me, well, don't you care? I'll go beyond that. I refuse to. I, I refuse to care. Why? Because care will lead me down, or it'll dull me. Right? So I give it to the Lord, and every time the enemy tries to throw a thought, Man, joy rolls up inside of me. Joy comes by the answer of your mouth. Joy's just rolling up in me. Why? Because I immediately take that thought captive. Oh, Father, I thank you. And then I quote scriptures. It's written. This is what your word says. I already have the victory in this area. And as I worship him and thank him for that, oh, joy just starts rolling up. And I, I, I literally see out of my spirit. See, when you live out of your spirit, it's not, we were talking about this before the service, it's, it's not that you don't see natural things, you actually see them the way they really are. You see them actually clearer, but you see them in a right perspective when you live out of your spirit. But they don't move you. Nothing in this world is to move you. Do you know, people are, they are freaked out about this election. But we shouldn't be. Right? When we pray, we come from a position of authority. We, we come, we, in every area of our life, Jesus is my Lord. Right? I am His. I am in Him. Salvation, sozo, part of that is safety, wholeness, healing. All this stuff, that is mine in every situation. So we already know our future. It's increase. It's above and not beneath. Get ready, Omaha. You're going to see revival. They're going to hear about Jesus. This this is going to be a very, very hard place to go to hell from. Right? Because of the awakening and revival, it's going to happen. Why? Why? Well, all the promises of God are yes and amen. And, and, and it doesn't, you know, when, when we pray for an awakening and a revival and we thank God, it's not like he says no. To be honest with you, have you noticed in these weeks of prayer, don't you feel stirred by someone, the Holy Spirit to pray? Yes. Right? Isn't it amazing, those of you who are believing God for your kids, that that you can call those things that be not as though they are. That you could already know the future. Now, you might not know how it's going to happen, but you get so excited about knowing how big God is that whenever you see your kids doing the wrong thing, you almost laugh. Yeah, that's nothing. That is nothing compared. It's going to be hilarious when we see him weeping down here. With their hands raised serving God when I get the phone call. Mom, dad, man, I was in the word today and I've seen, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, that's the way we're to live. So, so we, we, we live yielded. We live open. We have a clear conscience. We travel light. We don't ever let anything bother us. Now to do that, sometimes you might have to step away you might, in the middle of your day, have to go somewhere, go sit in your car, or go somewhere and, and where, you can, where you can speak what you believe in your heart. Right? I think, Pastor Mark, I think of you with restoration in your family. Oh my gosh. You know, watching, watching people for year after year after year, seeing these incredible changes in their life. Well, I got news for you. We're not going to see them the way we've seen them in the last 10 or 15 years they're going to be Increased in Velocity They're going to be multi it's going to be multiplication Where we've seen addition So get ready So then we started talking about For the last couple weeks about Renewing our mind with the word So these four areas If you'll do that and as A lifestyle it'll make You very sensitive and renewing Your mind with the word is Everything Because we've got to change the way we think. Because that's our soulish realm. Our mind, will, and emotions. That is the control center. Satan never comes against your spirit. He can't. He can't touch your spirit. But he can take control. He can take your spirit captive by getting you to choose to think wrong and speak wrong and act wrong. Right? So let's look at this real quick. We're going to jump to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says here, I beseech you. Now this is Paul talking to the Roman Christians. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, that's your spiritual worship. That's the logical progression. What Paul is saying here in context, he's saying, listen, yield your bodies as being dead to sin and alive to God. Present your body as a living sacrifice. Don't let your flesh tell you how you're feeling. You tell your flesh how you're feeling. That's what this is saying. You throw your body on that altar and you present it to God. It's a form of spiritual worship where you're like, listen, today, Holy Spirit, you are in charge of my life. Come on. My spirit is completely submitted to you and I am constantly renewing my mind with the word of God, with the revelation of God's word that's coming up from you out of my spirit and I'm changing the way I think and now my renewed mind and my born-again spirit will tell my body what it's going to do. Right? It's living sacrifice. This is what we do. And then it says in in verse 2, it tells us how to do it. This is how you do Romans 12.1. And don't be conformed. Don't be fashioned. Don't be pressed into the mold of the world. Wouldn't it be real easy to get in fear in our current situation, yes. right? Wouldn't it be easy to 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 just look at our future and go, man? I, you know, this is really unsure. No, not if you're a Christian. Your future's not unsure. You'll be more than a conqueror in every situation, every situation, right? You'll walk in the peace of God, in the joy of the Lord, in the strength of God. You'll yield all your fruit in your season. Your leaf will not wither. It'll always be fresh. Whatever you put your hand to will be brought to maturity in every situation, and Satan can't stop it, right? Right? Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed, transformed. Transformed. Metamorphoed. this means to be changed, it means to be transfigured, right? What's on the inside showing on the outside, how do we get that way? By the renovation, the renewing of our mind, we have to renovate our thinking, right? For any of you guys who are in construction in any way or if you've ever remodeled, Right? Right now, Pastor Mike and Tiffany, man, they're, they're remodeling their kitchen. So step number one, they rip everything out. Have you ever remodeled anything? You rip everything out and then you replace it with something new. That's a renovation. God wants to wean you off of detrimental thought processes that have been built in you from since you were a little kid by the enemy. He wants to get everything that could produce fear out of your life because fear is external. It's not part of your spirit. He wants to rid you of anything that does not look like soundness of mind. Right? That's what God wants to do. But we have to, how do we do that? We renew, our life is transformed by the renovation, by the renewing of our mind. And this says this, that we may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. One will, three adjectives that share that. Good, acceptable, and perfect. In the Greek language, you could see it's a progression. As I renew my mind, I'm walking more into everything that God has for me. It becomes more clear. All things become possible because now I'm believing. See, I start out believing here, but as I renew my mind, I go like this, and then I'm walking in more, and then I go like this and like this, and I don't I I don't ever have moments where I'm filled with the Spirit. I be being filled with the Spirit all the time, right? But how am I how am how do I live a life be being filled? Speaking to yourself, we speak it with the heart. Man believes, but with the mouth, confession is made to salvation. What are you lacking tonight? Get your mouth speaking what God's word says about it and and literally your mouth, God will use your mouth to hand it to you. Your mouth is your steering wheel. It, It literally will take your life wherever the Lord would want it to go. In other words, Paul is saying right here, the key to renewing your mind Or the the key to being led by the Spirit of God is the renewing of your mind, the renovation of your thinking. I love that. So we said this last week. We finished with this one. We said, find your answer in the Word of God. Whatever you're facing, find out what God's Word says about it. Renew your mind to it, and then you will walk in it. So many Christians are praying before they know the will of God. But you get two or three scriptures to tell you His will in an area, and it's done. You know what His will is, and see, we're praying and we're begging God, God, please help me here. And God's looking at you, going, I did. I've already, I already gave you the answer. It's it's a matter literally of you just seizing hold of it. It's already yours. Jesus came out of the grave and he set the table before you. Isn't that amazing that tonight, whatever you need, it's on the table. God has already, he sent Jesus and Jesus said, there you go. In 2020, you're going to need this. And it's right there. And so what happens, 1,990 years later, you show up and you read in the word of God, wow, God says he's already provided this for me. Father, I just believe that I receive. Thank you. If you say I'm healed, then I'm healed. If you said my needs are met, then I'm gonna say my needs are met. If you said you always cause me to triumph, that in this situation that I'm in right now, I, I say I triumph. And as you speak that out of your mouth and keep it before you, you will walk in the good, acceptable, and perfect will. You'll see deeper into that revelation and deeper and deeper. And this is the thing with God. God's the God of more than enough. So what happens is all of a sudden, revelation will come. Oh man, that is mine. But then it'll keep going because revelation, as you peer into it, if you keep peering, it keeps going. And then God will say, hey, did you notice, did you notice this is part of that too? And oh, this is part of that. And oh, don't forget about this part. And oh, by the way, that, that $10,000 of medical bills that that cost you, um, the enemy has to bring all that back to you while you're in the earth. And oh, by the way, you know, then it's a better covenant, the old covenant, they had to pay restitution way beyond that so man it's even that and, and, and that's what happens and pretty soon you're like wow but you're not faking it see the Holy Spirit is leading you he's guiding you the Holy Spirit is real the yeah. word of God is real I could stand up here and scream that for a hundred years because so much of the body of Christ does not believe that this is real But guys, it is real. It is absolutely true. If God said something in his word, then he will back it up. Always. If he said that he gave us an inheritance, right, the precious fruit of the earth, do you know is our inheritance? I wonder what would happen if we start going, okay, Father, I believe you. And I declare all day, every day, I declare I will yield all my fruit in my season. You'll have people pulling you over. Hey, I drove by, I saw your car. Can can you tell me about Jesus? Because they're your fruit. It doesn't happen automatically. It happens because you believe it and you act on it. Brother Hagin used to say this all the time. The word of God that you get hungry for will always work for you. Always. And here's the cool thing. The more you feed on the word, the hungrier you get. The more you feed on the word, this is what happens. The light from the word of God gets so big, you can't see anything else but the light of the word of God. So don't be moved by, if you're, if you're seeing some junk in your life right now, don't be moved by that. Turn the light up. Because the light, see this, there is no limit, right? The word of God, there, there's a dimmer switch on this. Because God can't force it on you. you there's some people that will open the word of God and, and literally they don't see anything. Because the dimmers all the way down, they're up to here with all of their problems. But as they start giving those to the Lord, as they start doing this, what happens? And they start start speaking the word of God. They take that one scripture and they start speaking it. They start speaking it. Your favor crowns me as with a shield. Father, I thank you that your favor changes things. It reverses decrees, we see in the Bible. It changes things. And, and see, see, this whole thing that we're in, everything against you, has nothing to do with what's against you. Everything that's to do with you. Because you are a child of God. You dictate this stuff. And what will happen as you keep speaking, the Holy Spirit's down on the inside. And then he opens the word. And all of a sudden, some light comes. And you keep speaking it. And you keep peering into it. And as you keep peering into it, the light, the devil will start screaming louder. But the light of this gets It just gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And all of a sudden now, you're asleep in peace in the boat in the midst of a storm. Because you don't see anything but him now. That's what it means to fix your eyes on Jesus. We got to get out of this flesh moment stuff. You are not flesh. Boy, I'm going a whole different direction here. But you are not flesh. We're spirit beings. That's right. Hello. right? We possess literally a mind that is the mind of Christ. And that literally fuels our will, our emotions, it brings them in line. It's so powerful. And the Holy Spirit, who clearly right now is in every area of your life, yes, every area, every day of your life, That's right. he's there right now. And he will lead you into his will so that the enemy never can steal from you again. That's what it means. Those that receive of the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness Will reign. That means they'll have full and superior dominion in zoe. It doesn't mean you'll have full and superior dominion in natural life. No, no, it goes way beyond that. It says you'll have full and superior dominion in the zoe life of God, which will give you the kind of dominion that God has in your natural life. And that was just given to you. So how big are you on the inside? To answer that question, we have to ask how big God is. Right? Yeah. How big is your God? Keep feeding on him, he keeps getting bigger. All the time. Oh man, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know, and the more excited I get about that. Yeah. I mean, John 3, 16, we're scratching the surface. Right. Mark 11, oh my goodness. Well, you're a Ramagrad. you know Mark 11. Oh yeah, I'm, I bet I'm probably, I'm probably in first grade. First grade's awesome. That's way beyond anything Satan can even fathom. Right? Talk to me in 100,000 years. I'll look a lot better on the outside than I do now. And boy, will I be believing God for some big stuff. Right? The Holy Spirit will be like, okay. That was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, this is next. Okay. Let's do it. It's all, you get out of this, I'll do it. And you're like, let's do it. Right? This is how you walk in victory, guys. Reading God's word is not enough. You have to renew your mind to it. Right? Remember, you've heard me say this before. Knowing the word. People talk about knowing the word, and they think if they could quote a scripture, they know it. No, no, i I, I was able to quote a whole bunch of scriptures and never, never knew it. But you know, I never memorize scripture now. It just, it comes out of me sometimes. I'll, it'll, sometimes, literally, I'll wake up just quoting chapters in the Bible. And I'm like, I never memorized that. But you're, it's on your spirit. And, and see, that's how we live. That's not for a pastor. That's for all of us as believers. God wants to take you places. Hallelujah. You must get God's word down on the inside of you so that you can reckon yourself to be who he says you are. Right? This is the key. You've got to get the word down on the inside of you so you reckon yourself to be who he says you are instead of what the world is saying you are. You get the word down on the inside of you so that you reckon your situation to be what God's word says it is and not what the world says it is. Because the world might tell you you have to die. The world might tell you, hey, the game's over. Everybody already went home. And you're a believer, you just have to go, well, no, don't no, time out. It can't be because I win. No, 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 the buzzer went off. No, that doesn't, that, the buzzer going off doesn't mean anything. I, I don't understand that. No, no. It, the game's not over when the buzzer goes off. The game is over when everything in my life comes in line with the Word of God. Well, who do you think you are? You know, I don't think I'm anything within myself, but wow, do I think, I think I'm in Him. And in Him that's everything that's right, A child of God. right? Yep. when I see my goal is to look in the mirror and just see Jesus mm-hmm. well shouldn't that be right does the word say that you were created outside of Jesus when you got born again it doesn't say that does it no. it says you were created in, in Christ in. so you're in him so if you were to see you, you'd, you'd look like Jesus. Hello. Thank you Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, what He will do as you yield to Him, as you're open, as you walk just with nothing bothering you, with a clear conscience, as you walk renewing your mind to the word of God, what will happen is it gives the Holy Spirit free rein to pull on the outside of you who you are already in Christ on the inside. And the first person he wants to show that to is you. And then he'll show that to everyone else. That's why you hear me all the time when the Lord spoke this to me years, decades ago now. I'm still walking. Oh, I I get so excited about this. Tony, all ministry flows out of the overflow of your personal walk with God. Who am I? Am I a pastor? Oh, man, no. No, 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 no. Let's forget that. That's great. I love every minute of it. Couldn't imagine doing anything else. But I am a child of God. Highest honor. That means the God of the universe had me in mind when he sent his son to the earth to die for me. And to provide everything that I would ever need in my life. That's good. That's and my life is not just here, it's an eternity. He provided everything. everything. It's amazing. We get the word down on the inside of us so that we can reckon ourselves to be what the word says and we never buy what the world says. The world says there's no way to get there from where you are and that's just a lie that's a lie hallelujah you enter into god's perfect will in degrees because the renewing of your mind is a process in other words you enter the will of god progressively when you're on fire for the lord you just want to know everything i've been this way for a long time and it doesn't get it doesn't wane it gets bigger but God's like, okay, just, Tony, relax. Yeah. Right? Because he, he, he progressively develops his children. Don't worry what you're facing right now. The Holy Spirit will be more than enough with what you're facing right now. That's right. Do, you don't have to work on 10 different things at once. Just work on one thing. Do you know the predominant thing you could work on to change your life is make the word of God first priority in your life. See, here's the problem. You go to a word of faith church. And what I mean by that, I don't mean a Brother Hagin church or a Rhema church. No, 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 no. We're a word of faith church. We preach the word because we know that when we preach the word, it will produce faith in the hearers. But the problem is you're hearing the word and you get so excited about it that you literally go home and you stop meditating in it. But we we don't want to stop. Because the enemy's going to start working on you. Right? So we just keep growing. The difference between being conformed to this world and being transformed, this is the difference. Who is going to change you? Is the Word of God by the Spirit of God? Or is the world? This is, this is the difference between, between being conformed to being transformed. Is the pressure from the outside going to shape and form you? Or is the revelation from the inside and the strength from the inside going to be what, what transforms your life? Is, is God's word on the inside going to be what shapes and molds your, your, who you are and your future? Or are you going to let Satan's word on the outside affect you. See, this is the reality of what I'm talking about. It's like, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the voices and the, situ- and the things you see on the outside, or are you going to believe what the Word says on the inside? Right? I'm looking for a good report from my doctor As a byproduct because I keep my eyes on the good report I already get from the creator of the universe. So if it takes a little while for the good report to show up from the doctor in the natural, I don't care. Because I already know. Tonight, think about when we pray. Do you realize that all... Every one of the Trinity, we have their undivided attention. The Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, the one who came up with the plan, the one who always, who does what? Carries out the plan, and the one who reveals the plan, the one who's holding everything in place, the Almighty One, the I Am, The great I am, the alpha, the omega, is going to give us his undivided attention and literally, we're praying out what God the Father has already planned, right? And Jesus is watching over our words so that he could come in and perform them. Isn't that powerful? And the Holy Spirit is down on the inside of us stirring us how to pray. Hey, don't forget to ask. talk about this. Don't forget to claim this. Don't forget to declare this. And what we're doing, don't forget to ask this. And, and so the Holy Spirit stirs us and orchestrates it. God the Father is just looking going, wow, this is awesome. I've, I'm, my eyes are upon you. No doubt he'll get so excited that he'll just jump off the throne and start dancing, rejoicing over us because he he's so excited. Yeah. He See, so many times we're waiting on God. All that, and I'll finish with this, all that being conformed to this world means, all that it means is the outside pressure of the world is trying to fit you into the world's mold. It'll tell you you could only make this much money. It'll tell you you could only do this. It'll tell you your ministry, everything that you have in your heart, you're never going to be able to do that. But all of it is a lie. All of it's a lie. Spiritual growth happens when you align your soul with what your spirit already knows and sees from God's word. This is is so important. Hallelujah. Every aspect of knowing God's will and following God's will, every aspect of it is found in his word. So let's, the greatest thing you can do is put this first place in your life. Yes. I don't know what that means for you. It might mean you have to wake up a little, little bit early. Because right. I got to tell you, many times your day will go with what you do first. Right. And you don't have to spend three hours in the Word in the morning. But I would encourage you to give him some time. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Give him some time. And then somewhere in the middle of the day, reset yourself. Take a lunch break. Take a lunch break with your Bible. Right? Speak the word as you read it. When you read this, don't read it. Just don't do this. No, read it so that you can hear it. Read it out loud. Right? Faith comes by hearing. Right, this is so, so very important. James 1:22, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. I want to leave you with this. This word hearer, this Greek word means it's a masculine noun. It means that someone who is listening without practicing what he hears. That person will be self-deceived. You'll think you're spiritually mature when you're not, right? You'll think you're in faith when you're not. You're self-deceived. Are you hearing Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10:17, a different Greek word. It literally means this word hearing means I reverence, I honor, and I respect the word above everything in my life, with the intent to do and continue in what I'm hearing. Faith comes that way. But this Greek word, hearer, literally means one who is just listening without ever practicing what he hears. That's literally what that word means. Well, I declare we're not just one who just listen and has no, we're just, we're never gonna do what it says. No, 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 no. We reverence the word. We live by it, right? The Bible says it's in him that we live and move and have our being. Well, if he is the word of God, you could say it this way. It is in the Word of God, which is Jesus, that I live. It is in God's Word that I move. It is in God's Word that I have my very being. Amen?